Yo, tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Games? Yes, all the time games. Hey guys, welcome to episode 163 of Land Party. Uh, I'm Antonio. I'm Will. Hi, Tristan. Yo, Tristan. What's up, bro? What up? One, um, uh, One way that I would cold open the show would be to ask you guys what's new and exciting uh in your life that isn't a game without <laughs> spoiling um the film that we know we're all going to see that uh, we won't talk about because it'll turn off all of our viewers but i know you have all seen it disney nature's penguins <laughs> that's <laughs> yes the that's the one we can't talk about it because i know it's so exciting mm. disney's nature's penguins it just looks so heartfelt and adorable. Um, although I do kind of question the decision-making tree in the plot, you know, from Disney's wow. Penguins. I don't know. I don't know what you can do. Uh, what about you, Tony? What, Not all new? Penguin documentaries can be narrated by Morgan Freeman. They all should be narrated by Morgan Freeman or... Um, uh, God, my brain doesn't work anymore. Other super awesome dude voice guy who does nature documentaries. I just want everything to be narrated by Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> You're a penguin, Harry. And he calls every character Harry. Yeah. That's like his, his default go-to trait. Mm-hmm. Um, Tonebone, what have you been what have you been up to, man? What's new and good in, in the world and exciting in the uh, world of tones? Nothing really new or exciting. Just okay. going through some stuff, you know. Um, yes. Yeah. So trying to get all that figured out. A uh, little unexpected, but what sure. can you do? What can um, adulting. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, just taking life one day at a time. Uh, but I've been playing some stuff. Yeah. Um, Tell me about ma- that. Mainly only, I guess, two things really. Uh, I played my time at Porsche. Um, Did you beat my time at Porsche? No. Uh, the, Is my time at Porsche a game that you quote unquote beat? No, it's one of those. I mean, it's one of those things like Stardew where you, you can beat it and then you just keep playing it after. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is like an there's an ending, an yeah. end to the what you like are expected to do, like yes. requirement wise. Okay, yeah. Um, I stopped playing that though uh, because I, I put like what almost fifty hours in yep. already. Yep. Um, and I've been playing Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen instead. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a little bit of that game, maybe like the first hour or two in uh, on PS3 back when it was a freebie, mm. um, which was really late into the PS3's life cycle from what I remember, because I think PS4 came out shortly after. I could be wrong. I but uh, right. I picked it up because it was 30 bucks, And, you know, there aren't a lot of action RPGs on Switch, really. Yeah, in, in that style, it's kind of like a no-brainer. Yeah, it really is. Even if it was forty, I would have been a little. I would have been a little bit like, you know what? I might wait. But for thirty, I was like, yeah, I'll pick that up. When did um, PS4 come out? November twenty twelve. Okay, so Dragon's Dogma was May twenty second, twenty twelve. Yeah, it was like right on the cusp, right? Yeah. Um, I like it. It's uh, it's not it's, perfect. It's weird playing that game because it feels like a like a prototype Monster Hunter type. Like if Monster Hunter was an RPG, like 
Capcom yeah. has so many of the same systems and sub menus and things. It's, it feels like almost like a Dragon in an, Hunter S in an overly complicated and way or an no, enjoyable no, way? an enjoyable way. The combat definitely is like I not like, like a not like a Dark Souls type way, but mm-hmm. it, it is very calculated combat. Um, you know, you're, you're almost in like a Breath of the Wild type way. Your actions take time to do. So and you have to be consequences smart. If you don't do them correctly, right? Uh, in almost you know a monster hunter type way, basically. Um, what yeah. class did you pick? So I picked the. Um, oh shoot! I forget what it's called, but I I picked the uh, the long range of the, the bow first. Yeah, I picked the strider yeah, first. Yeah, I think that was, I was it. Like, this isn't fun. So I restarted, and then I just picked the like uh, basic. Oh, okay, the like the warrior type the thing. The warrior sword and shield guy. I, I kind of like wanted to be the I like the how mage. he can clap his shield and hands together to draw enemies in. It's pretty lit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting is I forgot about the whole pawn system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really goes to show. I feel like they really wanted that game to be online completely. Uh, which when you look at the, there's never been a sequel, but there's been Dragon's Dogma Online, which released for PS4 in Japan. And that doesn't have a pawn system. That's all online. Uh, um, so it goes to show, like, I feel like this, that that was what they wanted the vision to be on PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for whatever reason, you know, whether it be networking or the fact that PS3 was on its way out, I don't know, but they just chose not to do it, which is fine by me because I like single player games. Was the original a PS3 exclusive? You keep saying just PS3. Well, no, I think it was on Xbox too. I'm sure it was. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it, you know, just trekking through. Good. You know, for a game that came out in 2012, it still looks pretty decent. Yeah, it uh, it looks... And it a runs l- very steadily in both modes. That's yeah, I would say it looks better handheld, mm-hmm. you know, because of the smaller screen. Uh, but I in think, docked... I think that with the handheld mode, it gets a little cramped with the UI. It can, which is why I like the zoom feature. Yeah. I know, you guys made fun of me last episode, oh but... Oh my god. Listen, my time at Porsche, one of the... So they have a, a patch coming out in a couple of weeks with a lot of quality of life improvements, and they're adding a bunch of stuff um, that made it to PC after the PC came out, the PC debut. So they're pretty much bringing it up to parity. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things is uh, larger text in the... Because they have all this dead space in a lot of these like ingredient menus and stuff, and it's like... And the font that they use and the colors and stuff, it just, it's, it's, there's not enough contrast. It's weird. Do you remember when Dead Rising first came out and it mm-hmm. was at like the forefront of HD TV technology? Mm-hmm. Like 720 was like, like t- 720 and 1080i were like the only thing people could afford. But like Capcom didn't take HD TVs into account with the UI. So like the on screen text was so small that you just couldn't read it. Yeah. And they had to like push an update just to make the text bigger. That's one. That's one gripe I have is I feel like not a lot of developers, but a, a fair amount. Like when they make these games, you know, they're sitting in front of the PC making them, and sometimes they port them to console last. And mm-hmm. it's like you gotta play test it a lot from a pretty you know far distance from a television, like most people are. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm just very happy the zoom features there. It comes in handy. It's super easy to activate. You just go in your accessibility, toggle it on, you double tap the home button to zoom in and out. Um, just super helpful, especially like you said, if you're in handheld in some games, it can be very hard to read certain things. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm liking Dragon's Dogma. It's uh, it uh, looks a little blurry 
kind of not not bad on docked, but I think it definitely looks better handheld. Mm -hmm. um, but looking at comparison videos and everything, it looks like it's an identical port to you know what was on 360 and PS3 back in the day, mm -hmm. uh, which still is you know to me is pretty cool. Just you know thinking that we can have those caliber, even though they are older games in your hand like that's pretty wild. Um, I also tried out, there's been something making the rounds. Uh, so the Super Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild VR updates came out for Labo VR. I do not have a Labo VR. Um, I, I may get one eventually, but I, I can't, you know, get anything really right now. Um, so I, uh, there's someone who figured out, I saw it on Game Explain, how you can use the PSVR mm. uh, to get it to work. And so I couldn't get Mario Odyssey. Like, I got it to work, but I couldn't really get into the menus. It was weird. It, it's not – I couldn't get into the VR part of Mario Odyssey, really. Um, but I was okay. able to for Breath of the Wild. If you, just, if you just plug in your PSVR to your Switch, it's just duplicating the screen. So if you go into VR mode, you're just going to get, like – it's going to be split up into, like, four screens instead of just two, right? Uh, no, it still, does, it still does the stere stereoscopic thing. Um, you can cross your eyeballs. You could do the self stereo. You could just go get a labo. Yeah. Just go get a labo. I mean, I'll, I'll probably do that eventually, um, but just not right now. Uh, but the the Breath of the Wild, I got that working, and that is um, interesting. So it's it's cool in in the sense that like when you're just staring, like it takes up your periphery, and it's like you're there. Mm -hmm. but it's also kind of like, hey, I've got a TV right up at my face. Oh, and, oh by the way, everything's very, very pixelated and not anywhere near as beautiful as if I was just playing on my TV and maybe sat closer, right. <laughs> which we don't recommend kids. Um, so, yeah, uh, neat. Do you think you're going to get one? Like, I don't think I'm going to get one. I'm going to be honest. For 40 bucks, like, I really want to get one. I just yeah. can't right now. I, I want to play the... Uh, I like the little like stupid mini games they have. Like that blaster one looks cool. Yeah. Um. I'll I'll try it out. Um. Especially maybe one day I'll find it cheaper somewhere if it like doesn't sell well. Yes. Um. Eventually I really try it out. Yeah. Like officially. Um. But also last night I picked up a game. Um. Because I had I had some points that I was waiting for, called Ghost Giant, for PSVR, and that is a cool little title. Um. It's, it is a game where you're a giant ghost, obviously. Um, and you basically just, the name of the game is just helping people do things. So, like, I find this, there's this little, like, what, what is that noise? Don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, there's this little uh, boy <laughs> who's, like, crying, and you end up helping him. Um, his mom owns a farm, and they're in a really, really tough spot with money. Uh, so basically he, he goes to plant sunflowers cause he needs to make money. Um, but he already is indebted too highly to the person who sources the seeds to him. And basically you do a bunch of little things. You get the seeds, you plant them. Then you find out that his mom used to be a world renowned, uh, I think violinist. Um, she used to tour all cities all over the world and, um, she loves like apple pie and she has all these pictures in her, in her, in the house, but she suffers from depression. 
uh, really, really bad depression. And in the mm. game, when you're the little boy helping around the farm, it's sad because you're coming up with all these excuses with people you meet in this real small town. Right. Um, and they're like, oh, where's your mother? Blah, blah, blah. And he makes up an excuse every single time. And when he does, he's like, hey, he looks at you because he, the, he, he's the only one who can see you. And he's like, hey, I know that that was a lie, but so blah, like blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he does. Because um, he's the only one who could see you. Um, and uh, it's it's a really good game. It's by Zoink Games, uh, the guys who did uh, Stick It to the Man, something else. Um, but for their first foray in VR, it's a wonderful title. Um, it has a lot of really high praise and high reviews, uh, both in, you know because of the gameplay, the presentation, and then the story that goes along with it. Oh, because those are the guys that made the... Uh, didn't they make Fee? Yeah, they made Faye as well. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. okay. I liked Faye yeah. on, on Switch. Um, I, I like a, a good amount of the games they make, um, but this one will really—it's going to go places, um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. So right now, like I'm just trying to. Uh, oh, her, her. He was. I, I was going to make a uh, like an apple pie, and do some things to try and cheer my mom up in the game. So that's what I'm. I'm at right now. That's where nice. I am. Um, but that's a definitely a good title. I recommend. Um, I'm also interested in Vench. Is that only PSVR? Only PSVR, yeah. With the yeah. Uh, you play it with the two move controllers because each one of them acts, as, acts like your hands because you can grab and poke things, lift things up and move them. Um, it's very cool. It's almost like, you know, like you're staring into a diorama. Uh, so I am a, uh, I'm a fan of that. Um, there's a couple other games I want to I want to grab eventually. One of them is called uh, A Mage's Quest or A Mage's Tale. It's like a dungeon crawler RPG. Um, has really good reviews for a VR game and stuff. So, but uh, that's what I've been playing right now. Nice. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Not okay. not a, not a lot. I've been a little busy. What are you playing, William? If you say Hollow Knight, I'm cutting you off. Uh, actually, I haven't this week, so that's good. Ooh. Just barely clipped it. I was thinking about the last time, and it was uh, just before the start of the week. So I, <laughs> I have been playing Sekiro. Oh, tell um, me about that. What do you, you think? Yeah, it's it's real good, man. I mean, it's it is it's a really good game. It is. Um, I say I feel better than the Dark Souls titles, and it is by From Software, the same guys. I know I've spoken about this a couple times, so I don't need to get too far into it. But um, you guys should know that I'm still playing it. Um, I suck at it though, so I keep playing it for like two hours and then putting it down for a couple days and then playing it for two hours and putting it down for a couple days uh, because otherwise I am likely to rage quit um, because I'm not anywhere near talented enough. Mm -hmm. And I made the mistake in the beginning before I even bought the game of watching some guy do a speed run, Mm -hmm. uh, which by the way did not ruin any of the story. There's no Mm -hmm. plot that I lost. But what pisses me off is how easily he dispatched some of the bosses that are mandatory to go through. And I'm like, <laughs> I watched him do this where he ran up to this the giant or the like the troll or whatever they, they caught. I think it's the giant. Um, and dispatch him in like, I don't know, 15 seconds and then keep running. And I was like, that guy kills me every single time I come across him with all my power-ups and my candies that I've taken and using fire. Like, I just get wrecked. So right now I'm sort of at an impasse where I can't go past him and I can't go past 
um, this other boss who's like a drunkard in a different part of the game and I can't go past this other boss who's a pike warrior in a different part of the game so I'm like uh, I gotta I gotta think about and come back when I've got some strength in me to, to face him um, I did play, but it's really good. I do recommend if you're interested in those kind of games. Um, I did play, and I beat Katana Zero. Um, last week I was talking about it. I had been starting to play it. Uh, I really enjoy it. It is a $15 game. It's a fun game. Um, it's got an interesting kind of take on time management where it's a really fast-paced um, katana-slinging gun bullet dodging throw to kill things game mm -hmm. um, with really high jumps and wall maneuvers and things but you control time in such a way that you can slow things down and uh, shoot bullets back at people off the tip of your blade which is awesome I saw that title selling pretty decently it, Yo, went, it, it went through a hundred thousand copies in week yeah, one so far it's on it's in the bestsellers list right now on switch and there's a good reason for it I do recommend it and for fifteen dollars it's pretty hard to go wrong it's fun mm -hmm. it's got a great plot um, a, a great storyline that gives you a sense of control over how the story is going to play out. It's not, I mean, it's linear, but it's not like, it doesn't feel like you get railroaded linearly. It feels like you have choices and the dialogue allows you to experience things multiple different ways. Um, including like not, not exploring the full story by some of your choices. It's very interesting. Um, so I recommend it, Katana Zero. Um, and this week I played through and I beat SteamWorld Dig 2. <laughs> uh, started Friday night, played yesterday, uh, beat it again uh, yesterday. It took about a day. And then um, I went through to get all the artifacts, and it turned out I didn't know this. This is not a spoiler anymore because it's been out for a while. But um, at the end of SteamWorld Dig 2, if you collect all 42 artifacts that there are in the game, you get, um, you discover a hidden kind of sky um, challenge. Yeah. Tome. Yep. And I, yeah, like I, I had never bothered to get them all before, and so I never did that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I discovered that, and I'm playing through those. And the one that is really, really difficult that I finally figured out how to do was the skillless trial, yeah. where you don't have any of your powers, you don't have any of your tools it's like do all of it with really well-timed jumping and momentum moves uh and that's 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 mad difficult that game's so good though it's a really great game man i love that amazing. game yeah i was just i had a hankering for it and i was like maybe i'll just boot that up again uh and suddenly found myself all the way down and it occurred to me last time i played and beat the game i didn't do it with the jet engine i did i mean like i had the jet engine but i hadn't upgraded it to the point where i could basically fly indefinitely yeah um and I, like, discovered that, that, that this time. Kind of game changing. I know. Well, yeah, because I was like, everyone was like, yeah, the jet engine, that changed the game. I'm like, yeah, I know, totally. But it sucked that you have to put your feet down every time, every 30 seconds. But, and they're like, lol. Yeah. <laughs> so discovered that. That's fun. That that really is a game changer. Are you going to get SteamWorld Quest? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I, I enjoyed the SteamWorld games I love SteamWorld Dig. I love SteamWorld Dig 2. I enjoyed moderately the SteamWorld Heist. I loved Heist. Yeah, it, I mean, it was good. It just never held my attention long enough. I, I, I would need to watch more gameplay of the um, the newest one. It's just, uh, it, it's not grabbing me. It's not, it's, not what I, it's not what I'm looking for right now. It might yeah. be a great game. It might be a solid RPG. 
but it's like that's not mm-hmm. that's the kind not of game you want to play right now. Yeah. Right. Um, so probably not. I did pick up Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Uh, we played through a couple levels. I, I picked it up because um, Sarah said that she enjoyed playing the original Donkey Kong Country Oof. when she was younger. She probably learned real quick that it's not the same. Type it's of thing. not the same, but it is um, an interesting, nonetheless, like puzzle mechanic game. And she's enjoying playing it, too, so we're doing that together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also played a little bit of Celeste um, on my on my save game where I'm doing a completionism run. Um, I'm on the final B side tape where I'm ascending the mountain in B side mode. Uh, and it just reminded myself why I stopped playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was angering myself while playing it. I I love Celeste. I should be very upfront. It is one of the best puzzle platformers I've ever played. Um, I think it is better than uh, Super Meat Boy in terms of enjoyment and plot and fun I jumping agree. I would puzzle agree mechanics. With that. Yeah. Um, and it's I think awesome. That I, I enjoyed it. I don't know that it's necessarily like objectively a better game. I don't I know. Yeah, I I wouldn't say that necessarily it is, but I, I think they're two different games for two different types of experience. Totally, really, totally, totally, totally. totally. Um, and it it has given me more enjoyment, I'll say. But I have, I, like, I want to go back in to play the expanded levels, which I know are coming soon. I think they're coming out later this month, but I don't know when they're coming out so it was really just kind of a let's see if i can get back into it to play mm-hmm. um and so i'm i'm missing one final b-side tape part and then i'll feel like i'm able to stop mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but i paused it again so that's it yeah that's what i've been playing what about you tris what you been doing oh you know i played some things um more halo obviously got halo mcc get collection tired of that yeah um, go back into Kingdom Hearts a little bit. Played some more through that. Still, I just don't want that game to end. Yeah, but it's did you not beat it yet? Like you I left haven't. it at the final. I haven't beat it yet. I'm not gonna be like Tony and trade it in because I don't suck. But I <laughs> just don't want it to end. I gotta it's trade so in good. my Red Dead. I haven't done that yet. Um, I, I wish I didn't get Red Dead digitally. Okay. Uh, oh, well. I also got Dragon's Dogma. Picked that up and played that. I. I, I like it, and for $30, it's a no-brainer, but I'm also having, like, every time I play it, I just have this feeling like I'd kind of rather be playing Breath of the Wild right now. Because mm. I keep trying of, to get back into Breath of the Wild, and I can't do it. A lot of the things um, just are done better in that game, but it's still different. It's, you know, this is definitely, like, a much more straightforward rpg experience yeah um, yeah but and, and I'm, I'm enjoying it for sure i just i mean breath of the wild is just a, it's just its, it's own kind of game yeah, the way it's exactly. presentation and everything just comes together it's yeah um there's any game i would have a direct sequel of and give money to they that. they released the third p cross game on i saw Switch, you playing that what do you think and i like it you know it's it's definitely it's more p cross so if you know what Picross is, then it's, it's the puzzles, more of that. But they added a new type of Picross puzzle called Color Picross, where instead of everything being black, it's, it's, it's colors. So not only do you have to take into account which squares need to be filled in, you have to take into account specific squares need to be specific colors to make the picture that you're, you're making. 
Mm. So it really adds a whole new angle. And, and on top of that, because there are different colors, there's no longer, it becomes more confusing which, where blank spaces may need to be. Mm. Um, so it adds a whole new layer of depth to, to that game. Not quite like, you know, as intense as the 3D version was for 3DS. Uh, but it's good for 10 bucks. You know, I, I love those puzzles. They're really good time wasters on the train or when I'm just sitting on the couch and I don't want to commit to something long term. Um, and they make you feel smart when you finish them. So I like that game. I like all those. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a Picross game that I haven't bought yet. So it's just one of those like easy to digest games, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I. So a couple weeks ago, Xbox had an Xbox Connect where they announced that they updated the graphics on, uh, or Xbox One X enhanced some of the backwards compatible games. Um, we talked about it on a couple casts ago. So they did like Splinter Cells and Ninja Gaiden and Fable 2 and 3. Yeah. Um, I started playing Fable 3 again. Um, so I've been playing through a, a new file on that uh, just because I wanted to see like Hey, how how different is the the expansion or the uh, the update? Um, it looks good. And I don't know if I don't know if it's because I'm playing it on a better TV or I want you to tell me about about yeah. what what things okay. look like on that new TV now. Yeah, okay, well I'm getting to that, but I need to. Know. I actually haven't I haven't played Fable Three on that yet. Um, did you boot up Sea of Thieves yet? I did, but and on Fable that on, HDR mm. on Fable Three. I don't. I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was like. Did you ever play Fable Three, Antonio? A long time ago. Do you remember motion blur being a huge problem in that game? Because it, it's <sighs> like, yes, it's not I terrible so. in gameplay, but anytime there's like cutscenes and stuff, the motion blur seems like very distracting. And I'm just wondering, like, is it just because of the update, or is it because of? I think it's just something that you notice. I think it's something you notice more now. Yeah. It, it, it was something they used to use a lot back then to hide things. Yeah, I guess so. Um, just like in N64 days, everything had fog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it was a it was a technique to mask limitations of the platforms at the time. Mm-hmm. But it just now it's done stylistically and like in the proper way, mm-hmm. uh, whereas before it was to, you know, mask things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then as, as these guys alluded to, I played a game called Tristan Spends Too Much Money on a New 4K TV. That'll do it. That was a process, dude. <laughs> I, spent, I, tell, like, I tried to tell you, it's not easy buying a new TV. I spent now. like a week and a half like researching, and then I found one that I wanted, and I, I'd like written off getting a, a TV. I was like, I don't need it. It's dumb. They're too expensive. And then for some reason, every HD TV or 4K TV on the market like went on sale this week. Like a lot. So I was like, well, fuck. Now I have to reconsider. So I settled on this one. And then I went to Best Buy. They didn't have it. I went to PC Richards. They said they had it. They didn't have it. So they checked another store. They said they had it. They didn't have it. They checked another store. And they eventually had it. So I ended up like on 125th Street and Frederick Douglass to pick up this TV. Um, Did you take it on the train with you? No, I got an Uber XL. Shout out say, to my yeah. Uber XL driver because he was a, he was the man. That's what I would do, man. You can't trust anybody. Yeah, I wouldn't take that. Um, but yeah, I got a 49 inch QLED Samsung. Uh, QLED looks real good, and I like I don't know. I, get, I maybe it was just because I've been playing on a 1080p TV that I bought in 2012 for this long, mm-hmm. and it's like you know upgrading from a paper airplane to 
batjet. <laughs> um, but oh my god, it's so different. Yeah. Like, and I play. I I played some stuff in 4K. Basically, I just I just watched a bunch of stuff in 4K because it was so pretty. Um, uh, Netflix, it's like three dollars more for their 4K stuff, um, and some of their content, like the nature, the nature things and stuff, look phenomenal. I oh watched, my god! I watched a bunch of the Grand Tour on Amazon Originals. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, so I like I played some Halo last night because they that got 4K update. Um, looks real good uh i did play sea of thieves and that looked amazing like yeah. with hdr the way those colors the way the are phenomenal happens like when the sun setting and the reflection mm-hmm. hits the deck of your ship mm-hmm. and it just kind of glistens but i don't think anything was quite a showpiece as much as forza was i okay. played that this morning and i've heard about that oh forza my god being real it, good. dude it just looks it just pops and yeah. the lighting and the shading and everything like that game looked really good standard anyway, but upgrading it to 4k was almost like alone worth an Xbox one X. Cause it just mm-hmm. looks so good. Um, so yeah, I have that. I'm excited to watch game of Thrones and 4k tonight and splurge. Nice. <laughs> um, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I think nice, I'm sure there's other things, but uh, also that TV. First time I've ever had a TV where the setup screen had background music. Yeah, mine like, did too. It was like setting up. A, it was like I was playing a Wii. Wii yeah, Wii. yeah. And also, oh my God, the controller. So like when you when I added my Xbox, or like when I when I turned my Xbox One X, it was like, hey, you, this is a Texas Xbox One X. Do, do you want to add it as a source? And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. And it like creates a shortcut with the official Xbox One emblem. And places it on my source list. So when I go to that, like if I turn my TV on and I go to that source, it automatically boots my Xbox One X. And I can control it with my regular uh, TV remote. Oh, shit. Oh, it it's it pretty cool. Weird. Request? It's so weird. That's um, cool. They use the HDMI uh, technology for that stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Maybe, I'm, maybe that's just my old man is showing. But I was like, I had this moment like, what will they think of next? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's cool. Sounds better than my TV. Uh, I, spent, I spent a long-ass time, like, contemplating going between just regular UHD and QLED. And then this lady showed me, or this dude, um, sorry, this dude showed me, like, a demo reel at PC Richard. And I was, like, looking at the difference, and I was like, okay, Yeah, QLED, the colors pop QLED, a lot more. QLED was very different. Yeah. yeah, this one's actually QLED, too. Um. I don't know if they call it QLED because I don't know if that's a term Samsung coined, but I, I think know. It's like, I think it's like an official Samsung thing. Yeah. Well, they have, I don't know, this TV has something I think equivalent I, to it. It's other, probably called something other different. Other TVs, I think, call it premium or super UHD. Something, yeah. Something, something. That's why it's, I don't even want to get into it. Like a new it's so non-standard t- it's and so non-universal. It's very, yeah, it's like. And there's so, and the worst part is there's so many kinds of HDR too. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Anyway. Purposely difficult to choose. Hey guys. You know what time it is? Mm. Time for the news. Okay, just do it. Get it. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, thanks, Tris. 
All right, let's do this. In the world of PlayStation, uh, I've been excited to tell little William this. <laughs> Board game specialist Simon announced God of War, mm -hmm. the card game, uh, which uh, they recently launched on Kickstarter. I was really excited for a moment. Well, hold on. I'm not is done. Is this actual PlayStation news? It is. It's officially licensed. They also released a Kickstarter for Bloodborne, the board game. Uh, they were looking for 200000 in their goal, and they reached $1.6 in the first twenty in the first 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes, Bloodborne, the board game, raised $1.6 on Kickstarter. That's a lot. That's actually it's like a shit ton of money. I know. That's why I wanted to share it, and because you, know, you love Bloodborne and board games. Uh, that so campaign still... Like, can you it's still it's still going. It's it was this week. So there's a link in uh, on the weekly retro. Um, you can click. It says get yours here. So check it out. Uh, Sony Santa Monica's ambitious and risky God of War reboots shook the gaming world. Shooketh. When it came out on PS4, uh, it was a risky thing to do. Um, almost a year after the titles has launched uh sony santa monica is releasing a documentary um going over the making of it all the behind the scenes and stuff that'll be on playstation's uh official youtube channel launching soon so check that out um sony japan revealed that they would no longer be supporting repairs for the psp 3000 which i think is the latest one uh or the ps3 models um because they Wait. said that there's no they're repair not doing parts. repairs on PS3s anymore? Nope. Because there's no repair parts in stock, they said. Huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So third-party repair shops it is, I guess, if you're living in Japan. Or buy another system. I don't know if that would even... That might be cheaper. Um, that's all I had for PlayStation. Did Okay, wait. So before we move on. Mm -hmm. Days gone. Yay, yep. nay. I, I, I watched I, some streaming I'm, and it like... It looks semi-interesting, but then at the same time, it doesn't seem like it would have longevity. I I don't well, haven't been interested since it was revealed. I, I was burned out of the whole undead horde. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't have a style. need for another zombie thriller at the moment. But did Danny get it? I know she was excited for it. Uh, I remember her saying in the thread she wasn't going to, but I remember oh she right like, yeah for a very long time at PAX to play it and said that it was great. So. I don't know. It might be. It might huh. be great. I don't know. I mean, it might. It's be weird because really the stuff that I was watching streaming, the more interesting things that happened, didn't deal with the zombie hordes. They dealt with combat and interaction between other like human characters that were not good. Hmm. Um, because you know it's like it's a, a collapsed society. Obviously, there'd be bad humans too. But like that was the that was the stuff that I found interesting. But. Man, that protagonist story seems bland. Yeah. I'm just not interested. Even if it was on sale, I don't think I'd pick it up. Honestly, I'd rather pick up one of those PSVR titles for 30, 40 bucks. Um, True. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Nintendo. So I noted a while back in our podcast that Ark Survival Evolved is horrible on Switch. Don't pick it up. Real trash. A slap in the face that they were asking $50 for that. Uh, however,. The more uh, Minecraft-esque version called PixArk uh, is, that is the same yeah. Uh, well, it's by by them. It's it's also developed by Snell Games, the people who somehow even got the game running on Switch. Uh, 
in whatever condition it was in. Um, that game is coming out uh, May 31st across all platforms. So if anyone's interested in that or you know, you have a kid who, hey, I love dinosaurs and I love Minecraft, this could be cool. Um, I love I make, dinosaurs. I love, I love dinosaurs. Less these days. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, PAX East, I played a fun cartoonish Zelda roguelite called The Swords of Ditto, Mormo's Curse on PS4. Uh, I naturally asked if it was coming to Switch, but at that time, there wasn't a lot of third-party support as far as game engines, and uh, Switch wasn't really proven with you know having a lot of staying power at the time. Now, it's a couple years later, it's a completely different story, and I am happy to announce that that game is coming to Switch May 9th. Uh, so do you, want me to, do you want me to quick give you the synopsis of what that, what that game's about? Yeah, definitely. All right, so coming from the... PR email. Uh, it's a roguelite plus adventure RPG. Each adventure becomes its own legend, both distinct from those who, that came before it and part of a heroic legacy that binded them together. The deeds, successes, and failures of each hero's adventures have implications for those that follow, including the ability to find weapons and recover loot from history's fallen heroes. Okay. It's a cool game. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's going to be a great little Switch game. Take it on the go with you, stuff like that. So I don't know what the price would be. I'd imagine it'd be 15 20 but don't quote me because uh, I, I didn't find that info yet. Uh, Ubisoft may have discontinued support for Starlink Battle for Atlas as far as the toys, uh, but they have new DLC coming out, um, which has racing and things like that. Comes out April dude, 30th, dude. and Switch is getting its exclusive Star Fox DLC. I'm so excited. Well, yeah, the Star Fox thing's not free. That's $12. Oh, is it? Okay. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to get the it. The rest of it is free as okay. an update, but the Star Fox stuff is, is premium. Oh, I did not know that. Man, that racing stuff that looks, looks so good. straight up pod racer. Dude, I know. I'm excited. Oh, looks my God. Cool. I... I really hope that they do some shit where they give you like infinite turbo or something. Otherwise, yeah. the, this this well, sense of speed like may suffer. Yeah. I mean, you kind of. I mean, even in Pod Racer though, you had to watch your engine heat. Like you could yeah. do boost for a while, but then it would pop an engine if you left it on too long. True. I will say that if they remade Star Wars Pod Racer for Switch with an oh. HD remaster, I would they, buy that at sixty dollars. They did it on. Steam. No, they re yeah they re-released it, um, and Good Old Games has it for like ten bucks. Oh, it was, it was GOG. Yeah, it was GOG. It wasn't. It's the OG. It's not a remaster. Oh, really? I thought it was a. I mean, it's like a, it's like a we spruced it a little bit, and instead of sixteen bit, it's like thirty two bit or whatever the mm -hmm. difference is. And then they added the ability to do multiplayer support, I guess, but it's local hosted. Mm. Okay. It doesn't exactly work. The way you want it to, but it is the game. So if you wanted to play the game again, you can. Right. But I want that thing remastered and re-released on Switch, and I will pay whatever price. Yeah. Cool. Uh, glad you guys are excited for that. Um, <clears throat> a new trailer dropped for Detective Pikachu, and I think it looks pretty wonderful. Yeah, I want to see that movie. Uh, video game accessory maker Sweatproof Gaming. I'd never heard of them before. Uh, Notice the demand for a hands-free VR experience on Switch because remember the Labo VR does not have a strap. Uh, so basically they made a strap that looks really comfortable. 14 bucks. It ships April 29th. Uh, there's going to be a million and one other accessory makers that make a After the Zelda update, though, and the kind of 
response to how unenjoyable it is, I would say. Maybe think twice before picking that up. I don't know. Yeah. The regular Labo experience, I guess, is I've heard it's good. But also, I think that's also more designed around not needing the strap in short-term play. Right, yeah. I think this was, like, literally made for Zelda. And doesn't seem like that's great. The biggest problem, from what I read, is, is the way that they... So the way that they did the Zelda update, when you move your head, it doesn't move the it doesn't move the camera left, right, up, down. Yeah. It keeps you locked onto Link and moves you like left, right, up, down a little bit, which is what's making people nauseous. I was expecting it, like most people, to be like a lot of the other VR games I played in third person, where I can look around anywhere I want in the game world. Um, that's the way I think they should have done it or did it. Yeah, I think that that would have been much more demand. Like basically, they're just they're taking the way the camera control system already works and manipulating it. Like what you're talking about would be an entirely new system, which I think would have been way too much of a strain on yeah. what Maybe. the Switch can do. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but I've also read that like you can totally disable that and just have like regular camera controls in there, which some people yeah. seem to enjoy instead. So in that mm-hmm. case, maybe. But. Just doesn't seem like anybody's having a very good time with that experience. So, yeah. I mean, it's only forty dollars. Like, and it was something I even read in an article that was like something that they were they did because of Labo. Like, it was something that they were like, "Hey, let's see if we can implement this." So it wasn't like something that they put huge investment into or anything. Oh yeah, of course yeah. you could tell. Um. Nintendo revealed their latest financial results in which we learned the following. So NES and SNES Mini combined sold 5.95 million units. That seems More than less I than I thought. Judging by like the lines that the original NES Classic was generating, I would have expected a higher number. They were mm. ultra popular for the first two weeks, and then there wasn't nobody was really talking about them. Anymore. Not the first one, dude. The first one was like because eBayers and shit. Yeah. That's true. There were there were lines for days, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Make good Christmas presents though. They did. I have the the SNES one. I don't have the NES one, but eh, maybe I'll get it one day. I don't know. Uh, the company also revealed Super Smash Bros. Ultimate shifted 13.81 million units, which is more than the lifetime sales of the Wii U. <laughs> yep. It's also the best-selling fighting game of all time, I guess. Yeah. Which I don't know if I actually like consider smash to be a fighting game i consider it more to be like a party game with light fighting mechanics smash. Mm-hmm. but it's yeah i don't know i guess that's a very subjective opinion i would i mean i would say it's a fighting game but that's fine it is a party game uh through march 31st switch has sold 34.74 million units uh which puts it above the n64 which is which sold 32.93 uh, SNES sold about 49 million, and the NES sold 60, almost 62 million. At the time that I read that, <laughs> apparently it was on slate. It may have actually done it by now, but it was on slate to surpass PS4's lifetime sales in Japan. Oh wow! Oh no, it did. Yeah, I think it I remember did, reading did. that. So yeah, <clears throat> that's a lot. Yeah, I mean Sony's presence in Japan is like obviously big, but wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I only had one thing for Xbox. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, you missed stuff, dude. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, So, buddy. like, also at that thing, they reconfirmed that both Luigi's Mansion and Animal Crossing are slated to come out this year. Yeah. So that's good. Yay. People can rest easy. 
Um, I still expect Animal Crossing to be their like E3 spotlight, and then probably September release. But we'll see. Um, but they also, on a more somber note, they didn't say a single thing about the 3DS or future no. plans. So that is kind of confirmation of the last nails in the coffin for the 3DS, which is... Not entirely unexpected, though. Ten Gun Salute, you know, had an amazing run. I, I mean, still love mine. I might go the... buy another one for backup purposes now Maybe because have... they're clearly... I have one. I only have one. I guess I have two. Okay, never mind. I have two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got two over here that I don't boot very often, so if you need one of those... I have I'll two and a signed one. Okay, I have three. Okay, okay. so... Whatever. Yeah, just sad. You know. On your 2DS. That, the 3DS had some really amazing games. And I don't think that we'll ever really see proper backwards compatibility for it because it's such Probably. unique hardware. Yeah. So sad sad day to hear that that news for sure. But Speaking of backwards compatibility, yeah. wouldn't it be funny and weird if they brought over Virtual Boy games to Labo VR. Dear, oh my! Yeah, let me go ahead and burn my retinas out a second time. Thank you very much. That's the reason uh, I need glasses now. That'd be something. Um, in Xbox news, Minecraft received a new update across all platforms, including Java, which adds a lot of new features. Uh, I, I'm not even going to list them. Um, you can read them all on their blog. It's called the Pillage and Village Update, or Village and Pillage. Um... I'm still wondering when that super duper graphics update's coming out. Oh, the the Minecraft one? Yeah. I wonder whatever happened to that. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Uh yeah. Um in I don't know if you have anything else for Xbox. I didn't um, see a whole lot from them. There was what did they there were like rumors that they were saying the Xbox whatever next version is going to be more advanced than whatever the PS5 is, but that, who knows, you know, I, I hate rumor speculation anyway, so I won't really comment on that. I mean, that's but. just that's just PR bullshit, where they're going back and forth at each other trying to see yeah. what's best. I don't believe any of it until I see specs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was some, some update that was coming to the insiders that I wrote down that uh, I can't remember. Okay. I'll move on. Uh, in industry news, Assassin's Creed Odyssey received a new expansion called The Fate of Atlantis, uh, and it fully embraces some of the more weird, far-fetched ideas that the series has seen, from alien gods to holographic prisons. Uh, so you could play that and check that out if you want. Mm-hmm. Anthem just got a major kick in the nuts. The entire Anthem roadmap has now been delayed. Um, yeah, so the content that was supposed to come out in May, including... Like, I guess it was uh, a raid. We um, talked about that last week. Oh, did you guys? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Because I asked if anybody was still playing it, and Danny was like, no, dog. Oh, well, yeah. anyway, moving on. Respawn Entertainment, perhaps best known currently for Apex Legends, has seen a decline in player count and viewership due to a lack of weekly updates. Uh, executive producer Dave McCroy said in a public... Uh, McCoy, sorry. Said in a public statement... He just makes his name up with the uh, tasty... Carbonated water beverage. No. McCoy boy. McCoy. <laughs> no. A uh, statement that the team will be doing seasonal updates in order to keep the dev team healthy and happy. 
and he wants to avoid industry crunch by not putting out new content like every week. I mean, mm-hmm. that's good. Take take your time and don't crunch your team, dude. Yeah. Uh, Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney said that the company would end the practice of securing exclusive game releases for its store if Valve, the company behind Steam, started matching Epic's revenue share for developers and publishers. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I believe that. Um, I think that's just a bunch of PR talk. I think that's PR. trying to call their bluff. Yeah, I mean, they don't think they're like you're not going to do it, so we don't have to do it. So this is a very safe state. But you know, like this whole thing, I, I still don't understand. They're not doing it for the benefit. I don't understand like the the man. defensive angle around it. You know, like people are acting like Steam is the victim here. Like they're not valued at three billion dollars and don't have money to make sweeping changes to or easily make these could. kind of competitive moves. They easily could. People are just. But, and it's all like PC Master Race people who love Flame Wars and stuff. It's but like they don't have to. It's it's thing. that's the thing. It's like it's a it's a client that's installed. And if your if your best argument is well, Tencent is gonna be spyware on your computer, dude. Get off Discord. Get mm-hmm. off anything else that Tencent has investment in. Like they have their hand in every pot at this point. I will tell mm-hmm. you, like the the whole. The whole thing about them trying to say this is best for, you know, the companies who work with Epic if we only release on Epic Store, they're they're sort of discounting the amount of people who aren't going to get the game because they can't get it on their platform host of choice. And I know it's like not a huge deal to get, you know, Metro, uh, Metro Exodus or whatever it is on the not Steam Store, Epic Game Store. Mm -hmm. But... I'll tell you that it's one of the reasons that I haven't downloaded it yet is because it requires me going through another third-party management console. But here's, like, I, I said this before on the cast, but, like, here's the it. thing with that. With the explosive popularity that was Fortnite, there is an entire generation of gamers, young to old, that don't even know what Steam is, but they already have an Epic account because uh, of yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So, like, people aren't taking that into account, like... You're, you're defending a legacy project that is refusing to make changes for the future because Gaben doesn't want to do anything different. Like It's like they got comfortable with the platform that they had and they don't want to make changes. And like, or you know, games. Innovation, no, saying, if you I'm stop innovating, then you lose. Like, you yeah, know, that's, that's literally true. how it works. Yeah. And, and it's all people just wanting to have stuff in the same library, which I totally get. But it's like, it's not like a console versus console thing. It's one other program that you run on your computer. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why is that a big deal? I don't know. I guess everyone's entitled to their opinion. Hey, did you see that someone beat Sekiro uh, using only DK bongos? That <laughs> makes me upset. <laughs> that Man, well, you got to get good. I know, I got to get good. Uh, did you hear about what happened in China? No. So China revealed details on new restrictions and requirements for games looking to be released in the country, and it doesn't look good for games like Mortal Kombat 11. So there's three genres of games that would no longer be allowed, including gambling titles such as uh, mo- uh, poker, uh, games that deal with the country's imperial history, mm. and games featuring corpses and blood of any color, so simply changing the color of blood to green 
and calling it slime or sweat isn't going to cut it anymore. Oh no! Yeah, I read that um, when when the Switch is allowed to release there, it's only going to be allowed to have Mario because it's like the only thing that is acceptable to their incredibly strict standards, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. which kind of confirms what we all thought all along, which is Mario is a communist. <laughs> uh, other restrictions include requesting publishers to change how their titles promote Chinese values and culture, so that if they become popular enough around the world, they'll portray the country in a favorable light. Imagine using your nationalism for video games. Uh, what is this? Uh, VR is getting its own press conference at E3, thanks to the folks that upload VR, as well as the crew at Kind of Funny. So that'll be cool. Um, see Square Enix swooped in. Sorry to no, hijack what? your convo, but they swooped in and took Sony's spot. No, E3. did they? Yep. What are they going to show? I don't know. They're, gonna, they're just using it for advertising. Just yeah, I mean, sure. they'll, show, they'll show another they'll show Dragon Quest They'll show something. another 15 seconds of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then the, the, <laughs> the date card will be coming, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> it'll, it'll just be way more of that driving around in the jalopy game that they made, where you go fishing with your buddies. Oh, yeah. Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. <laughs> what do you even... Uh, did that even have a plot, or was that literally get in a car and drive around with characters? People that played it really liked the story. I don't know. I, I never played it because I, I saw just... nothing more than that first advertisement. And I was like, don't yeah. care. I've never. But I haven't I, been a huge. I haven't been a huge Final here. Fantasy person since PS One era. But yeah. I will be getting Crystal Chronicles when it comes out. Whenever that happens. Yeah. Did you see that the they released the critical mode update for Kingdom Hearts? So it's like ultra super mega hard. There's a bunch of people streaming it now that have death counters, and it's very frustrating for them. It's really, it's really tasty hmm. to watch. Uh, if you've been waiting for Shakedown Miami to come out, you don't have to wait long. Developer V Blank announced the game's releasing May 7th for PC via Epic Game Store, PS4, Switch, and Vita. Surprise uh, for 19.99. Game looks so good. There's a 3DS version coming too at some point, but that's when it's done. Oh, uh, wow, cool. Mm-hmm. Stardew Valley is set. To get some new free content in an upcoming 1.4 patch, according to Concerned Ape, the game update will be quote-unquote packed with new stuff, including quality of life features, aiming to make the whole experience more fun, which sounds good to me. That sounds pretty good. He just can't pull himself away from that starting universe, he said. I mean, you know, sort of like it was, it's almost, obviously not, minecraft level with the way that it sort of swept the world up but i don't think anybody expected it to be as big as it ended up being so no his continued investment isn't gonna go unseen there are plenty of people still playing that game oh yeah i fired it up the other day too uh that's really all i have um you guys want to wrap this wrap this boy up Mm, i think so man wrap it up um well, thank you guys. You, you got nothing else, right? Nothing else to add? Nope. Cool. Then thank you guys so much for listening to our pod, episode 163. Um, we'd like to uh, say thank you for sticking around and also for making it here. A lot of people hit the skip key when they hear our music come through to go to the next pod. And we appreciate you for not being one of those people and listening through to our little micro spiel where we say thank you and uh, where we say we appreciate the time. 
Um, there are a couple of ways that you can engage with us after our shows. If you wanted to come and talk games, there's a couple of great places to do that. One of them and our most popular is our Twitter. Our individual Twitter handles are down in the description of every podcast episode, or you can tweet us at the uh, full team podcast uh, team, which is at Pixel Raider. You can also send us an email if you want to at podcast at pixelraider.com. And if you wanted to engage with us on a more vocal level, the best way to do that is at our team Discord, which is, uh, I believe, down in the description as well, and or you can find it on our website, pixelraider.com. If you wanted to support our show, there's a couple great ways to do that. One of them, the most easy way to do it is just to share our show with somebody that you like who may also appreciate games. Um, tell them about our show and um, maybe <laughs> give them one to start with. It isn't the first episode. Uh, maybe closer to the 30s when we started to figure out what our sound quality was supposed to be like. Um, uh, the other way you could do that is to leave us a nice review on your podcast hosting platform of choice. We always prefer iTunes, but you're welcome to do it on Stitcher or TuneIn or Overcast or whatever else we're, you like. We're apparently on a new service called Luminary. Oh, we're on Luminary now. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Cool. So something we got picked up on Luminary. Um, and then... The other way you could support our show if you wanted to give back in a more meaningful way to help keep this show going. We love doing this podcast and we'd like to do it for another couple of years if we can. Uh, the best way to do that is to make sure we have money to do it. Uh, and you can become a monthly donor over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash pixelrator. And it really goes a long way just to making sure that we have our hosting rights paid for and that we have our uh, distribution um, uplink on it. Amazon Web Services bucket ready to go. Um, so you can give even as low as a dollar a month. Um, very few budgets cannot support a dollar a month. And if you wanted to be a one-time donor, that's okay, too. It really makes a huge difference. And then we can also tell our wives, listen, honey, as we make money doing this, so we can keep doing it. Um, there are no advertisements during our show, you may have noticed, and we hope that you appreciate that. And that is because we are a listener-supported show. Um, and if you don't want to give, that's okay. Just tell somebody about it, and we'll probably be square. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and we will see you guys next week for 164, uh, the one in which I got good. And beat Nintendo 164. 164! <laughs> What's funny was I did that for episode 64. Yeah, and we I had can't believe, clip in there. The I can't there. believe we've did 100 episodes since then. Holy shit. 164. Nintendo 64. Okay, let her go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll catch y'all later. Bye. Bye.